My name's Dr. Gary Crotez, and I'm a coach and author of The Idea Mindset, a book about how to figure out what you want and how to get it. The unlock moment is that flash of remarkable clarity when you suddenly know the right path ahead. When I'm in conversation with my coaching clients, these are the breakthroughs that are so profound that they remember vividly where they were, who they were with, what they were thinking when their unlock moment happened. In this podcast, I'll be meeting and learning about people who have accomplished great things or brought about significant change in their life, and you'll be meeting them with me. We'll be finding out what inspired them, how they got through the hard times, and what they learned along the way that they can share with you. Thank you for joining me on this podcast to hear all about another Unlocked Moment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Unlock Moment podcast. Today, I'm delighted to have Dana Williams on the show, a champion of transforming your life through purpose. Dana's corporate career encompassed 25 years of marketing and leadership at Southwest Airlines. She's coached over 500 clients to success and created the first Gallup Strengths-Based Daily Planner, the Strengths Journal. She's a Gallup certified strengths coach and has seen the transformational power of accountability. As busy leaders, we want to accomplish goals but need an easy plan designed for our individual needs. Dana is an inspiring coach, author, and leader. We've been working together for the past year on her Dominate Your Day Clubhouse Rooms. I know you'll enjoy hearing about her journey and how she's navigated the forks in the road. Dana, welcome to the Unlock Moment. Thank you so much. I appreciate you inviting me to your new podcast. So excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. Um, so, so let's start out. Um, take us back a little bit and, and tell us a little bit about your story um, of, 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 of your journey through to senior leadership in Southwest Airlines. Yes. So I actually started at Southwest Airlines when the company was 10 years old. Um, they're now 50 years old. So um, it was I was right out of college, started and started in in-flight. And then quickly at 21 became a manager and had to learn the hard way. I remember asking my boss, am I too young to apply for this manager position? He said, no, if you think you can do it, go for it. So I did. And um, then I loved managing and found that I really loved the whole HR opportunity that I had with uh, managing in the operation area. And so I moved into the HR department and in the HR department, I was responsible. It was a small group and there was only 5,000 employees. And I was, I learned how to hire, how to train, how to develop people. And I was all of 24 at that time. And then my husband and I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And this was, he's in real estate. And this was at the beginning of one of the real estate crashes of our career as husband and wife. And um, we moved to Nashville, didn't know a soul. And I decided that I had to leave Southwest at that point. And so I decided I wanted to get into marketing, got this opportunity to work for a real estate development company and became their marketing director, opened up the first downtown mall in Nashville at the time. This was in the late 80s, early 90s. And I'd all, I had a background in retail, which I think you do, too. Um, and so I loved it. I Really love the whole marketing, developing the marketing plan. We, we've won an award for our opening and which is so fun. Um, and from there, um, we moved back to Dallas and um, about four years later and Southwest came calling again. And this time I got hired in the marketing department because of my marketing experience. And it was so much fun. 
And I came to Southwest at that point when they had, were just starting to grow in California, starting to grow across, acquired another airline. So I've actually gone through two acquisitions of other airlines and just grew my way up into marketing. And at that point, I was in my early 40s and decided I really wanted to be home with my daughter and just start my own business. So I started my own business as a consultant, helped start a Christian high school, did a lot of cool volunteer things. And then about 2008, when the market hit again, another crash, um, my husband got cancer, his partner died and our marriage went in the tank. And I was like, wow. And about that time, I said, maybe it's time for me to hang up my consulting hat and go back to Southwest and just get a a more secure job right now because things were so topsy-turvy in my life. And um, my old leader, I ran into his wife that day and she said, are you, would you be willing to go back? I'm like, yeah. So they hired me back. And uh, that was my third time. I'm called a boomerang at Southwest Um, and came back as, as marketing director, had advertising and uh, promotions and communications all under marketing. And, um, just came in and it was an exciting time because they had just come off of 9-11 in 2000, you know, 2001. And they were still coming out of that lost decade of business and hadn't been growing. And when I got there, it was time to grow. And so we acquired um, AirTran, which was an airline out of Atlanta, Georgia. I spent a lot of time in Atlanta getting to know all those employees, work with their leaders worked with their marketing department, helped bring all them on, all together and um, worked on some fun campaigns like Bags Fly Free and just a really exciting time to be in marketing. And it was at that time, I think, that um, I had kind of a pivotal moment personally and career-wise about what I was really made to do. It's really interesting. And, and for me, this is interesting because we've never had this conversation. I, I, we've never talked about, about your career. And it's interesting. I mean, you see this a lot in, in, in retail as well. People who started, you know, on the shop floor and, you know, 10 years later, 20 years later, 30 years later, they're in senior management, but they've got a certain perspective on that business because, you know, because they know mm-hmm. it end to end. And for me, coming into retail, I, I came on a very different mm-hmm. path where I'd never worked in a shop. I'd never worked in a warehouse. And actually, you know, it, it was, I think you have a very different perspective when you walk into that environment and you don't really understand how it is, you know, at, at, at the coal face as it were. So when you were a senior leader in that role, um, did you, did you use your, your experience, you know, when you were, when you first started out in your career, did you find that helpful, you know, to, to be the scene leader? Absolutely. And I think more important is I learned, I, I trained right underneath our founder and our co-founders I was very close to her Kelleher and Colleen Barrett at that time. And um, they taught me so much about building culture and growing people and putting people first. And so I did spend a lot of time on culture as a leader and being kind of that, as I came back the third time, it was being that historian of here's what the the movement of this company is about and you're a part of making that difference. That was a big piece of what I talked about a lot around the company as well as in my own team, especially during COVID. being able to tell them, we'll, we'll get through this. We've been through other things. We'll get through this. 
And this is why we're going to get through it and how we're going to get through it. And let me tell you some stories. So I became a storyteller of the founding of the company for those people that I served and, and the people that I led. A lot of people, as they as they go through a corporate career, um, have to reinvent themselves when they become a manager for the first mm-hmm. time, become a senior leader for the first time. And for you, you'd, you'd gone away and come back into those roles. Uh, maybe that helped, maybe that hindered. But ha- ha- how did you, did you find yourself having to think explicitly about reinvention as you came in, as you came back each time into the new roles? Yeah, I think when I came in the second time, the company was really growing and I was growing and it was so exciting and so fun. We had such a great group of uh, co-workers and it was just wonderful. When I came back the third time, you know, my daughter was already in college. Like I said, I was going through some personal things with my husband. I kind of was became more of the advisor. Um, and that's what kind of catapulted me into coaching. Um, I think because I enjoyed um listening and sharing and coming alongside. I wasn't a competitor. I'm not going to go after being, you know, trying to be this, I'm here to serve and kind of took on that role. And that was, it was, it was fun for me. And then when coaching came about, it was really fun um, because I was able to find my place with coaching. Yeah. So, so you're here to talk about this unlock moment. So, so tell us about what that was for you? What was what was the moment where you suddenly found this new clarity as to what was coming next? Yeah. So I was I was in the process of opening one of our new markets. It was a beach, it was actually a beach town. It was small. It was something we typically did not open. Um, but we were opening this market and it was a big secret. I worked on it for like six months. And it was one of one of the most proud moments I had because it was such an amazing um, partnership with a city that we'd ever done. And I looked at back at that time and think that was a pivotal moment because I was doing exactly what I loved doing. I was leading, I was um, coming up with marketing campaigns for the city. It was just, we had so much fun developing the campaigns, working with the city, you know, all the things we did to make it happen. And there was this picture of me with the, um, local authorities from the airport, as well as our uh, vice president of our um, real estate department. And we were, you know, announcing that we were serving the market and I was smiling, but I looked back at that picture and I was smiling because I was doing something that was really exciting and fun, but yet there was something missing. And it wasn't until a few weeks later that one of my girlfriends bought, brought to um, our department, uh, the assessment called Strengths Finder. And I did that assessment and I realized that there was value that I didn't know that I had in myself. And I think because I was going through a tough personal time at that moment with our marriage, our marriage is fine now. We got through all that. Um, But it was a tough time, but I didn't know who I was. And once I took the assessment and found out who I was and then learned that I could start coaching with it as well as leading and marketing, it was all of a sudden I had clarity of like, who I was and what I was supposed to do. It was like my calling all of a sudden, I was transforming my life. Focus, I got more clarity. I think when you get focus about what you're made of, you get more clarity and everything kind of clears up about what you're supposed to spend your time on. And that's what kind of happened with me. And bring to life for our listeners that are they're not necessarily experts in in strengths. What, what was it that you saw in that in that tool, in that assessment, in that report? That, that 
that was new for you? I think I've, I mean, I was so blessed to have amazing leaders at Southwest Airlines and of course our founder, they were always positive and encouraging and, and grubby, but I never really knew clearly what I was made of. Mm-hmm. And it was when I found out that I had ideation and strategic and individualization. I like to customize. I like to come up with ideas, but this whole strategic thing, I didn't realize I had that. Um, and so it, I think it, it was a good way to diffuse um, self-confident or to, to boost my self-confidence and my productivity and my energy, because then I realized I need to practice these every day and I need to use them every day because that's what I've been made to do. And that's the clarity it brought. And at that time we were going through a reorg and I was helping our vice president with that. And I realized I really wanted to do something in more of a strategic, I had always done more of the creative side. I wanted to do something more in the strategic planning side. And, and I knew that I had the gifts to do that. Um, And so that was kind of fun to, to shift and to use those talents to do that. And what was the moment when you knew that you needed to do something different? Was it on reading the report? Was it talking to somebody about it? What was no, it took probably once I got the report, it wasn't until a coach went through the report with me. And this is one thing why I say everybody needs a coach, right? Because you can look at the report and go, okay, and then just stick it in your your drawer, or your, you know, and, and never look at it again. And that's kind of what happened to me the very first time I took it. I thought, well, this is great. But it was about a year later or six months later when we were doing the reorg that I pulled it out again. And then we got actually coaching from a coach on it. And she really helped bring out what was in the report and helped me see where my sweet spots were and helped me see where my basement and blind spots were. I mean, we all have both, right? And, but I think we've grown up with people saying, well, you're really good at this, but you need to work on this. And I was always kind of, I'm pretty much a cup half full person, but I was probably putting myself down too much about what I didn't have. And once I learned what I did have and I learned that I need to be there and spend my time there, then it just energized me more. So it was probably about that moment in time. And then I start when I started applying it every day. And how old were you at, at that time? Do you think? Gosh, I was probably late forties. Yeah, probably late forties. And, and so it was like, why didn't I know this earlier? <laughs> well, and I think that that's 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 something that a lot of people who who work with coaches or, or use you know different tools they they find that that there's a sense of you know whether you're in your twenties your thirties your forties your seventies there's always something new to discover about yourself and you know there's it's never too late to find out what your identity is and what you want to do with it um, and and I I find it fascinating always working with people who you know, are beyond the point in their life, maybe in their teenage years or their early twenties, where they're sort of figuring out life for the first time. And they're, and they're discovering there's so much more to, to figure out. So what did it feel like to be at that stage in your life and that stage in your career and to feel that you were really discovering new insight about yourself? I think that clarity came and the confidence came. And then people started talking to me about how I'd help them or, wow, you really, and they started associating me, you know, not only as a marketing 
marketer or leader, but as a trusted confidant coach, I was like, there's something going on here. What is this? Mm-hmm. You know? And so um, right about that time, our leader, uh, we, we told him we'd like to get, we asked if we could get certified and he said, absolutely. And so that was just the game changer. So once I went through the certification course and learned more about Clifton Strengths and learned more about myself, I think I started this journey. And so that's been, it's been really exciting journey to be on. And it's never dull because I think studying ourselves change, we change constantly, right? So being, that gave me the energy to keep working on it and, and seeing what was working, what wasn't working. Um, but that was the magic moment. And you talk about confidence, which you've described yourself before that time as not confident or... It's funny because this is the thing we're talking about this month in my company about courage and confidence. And I think I think I had a risk taking part of me that always just gets out there and does stuff. But I think there was always a fear of, oh, what if I don't do it right? Maximizer. Oh, what if it's not perfect? And what this taught me is it's okay. It's going to be authentically you. And don't try to be compare yourself. And I think I grew up always, you know, having other role models to look up to or other people that were either within my company or other corporate female leaders. And I would say, well, I should be like that. And what this helped me say is, no, I need to be my authentic self. And and then that gave me the confidence to say, I don't need to spend my time on what other people, I think it's good to learn from other people, but I need to be spend more time managing myself. And I think that was the aha moment. It was actually an amazing uh, counselor that my husband and I were visiting. And we love this guy. We see him whenever we need to see him. We always talk about it. You need to have a counselor on, on, <laughs> on call when you need one. And he talked about it as the hula hoop moment. And it's just putting the hula hoop around yourself and working on managing yourself and not trying to change anybody else. And I think that was the clarity that I got was I need to work on me. And the more I work on me, the better everything else is going to be that I can't change anything outside of that hula hoop. And so that is where the power came in, I think. And I I hope my people listening to to this conversation can really tune into that thing that you just said, which was so powerful about, you know, having gone through life and we all do seeing other people that are inspirational and thinking I need to be like them. And there's this aha moment when you suddenly realize, no, I need to be me at my best in an authentic way. And then you start working on yourself as a direct result of that. It's, it's a, it feels in some ways subtle, but in some ways revelatory in, in, in that mindset shift. And knowing that we're a work in progress, we're never going to be just perfect. Um, but there's things that we can work on every day on ourselves to make ourselves be the best we can be. And I learned how to transfer that energy from being frustrated or expectations of others just to really focus on myself. So I, I brought that into the workplace with me and talked to um, my leader, co-leaders, as well as people direct reports when they were frustrated about how somebody was behaving or something didn't happen the way it should happen. It was somebody's fault. I was like, let's just put the hoop around you. Just focus on you. What can you do inside yourself to manage this? And so it became my little thing that, you know, I have the hula hoop thing going, but yeah. So so what happened next? What changed as a result of that realization? So then 
as I went on this journey with Gallup, with I was working with Gallup and working with Southwest. And again, I had this fabulous leader and we started getting calls from other departments within the company saying, hey, we hear y'all are using strengths. We want to do that. How did y'all do it? Can you help us? So I just said to him, can I help? If somebody reaches out, another leader reaches out, can I help with this? And he goes, absolutely. You know, spend 10% of your time on it and spend the rest you know, of your time on, on marketing. So I started doing that. And then Gallup, we every time that our HR university for people um, were working towards a Gallup initiative, they called me in the room. And then I became the expert because we had done it the long, we were the first ones to do it and we had done it longer than anybody else. And so then I found myself helping to develop a strengths-based kind of like a a roadmap for us to become a strengths-based company. But it took from the time I got, I had my first assessment until that happened. That was about seven years, eight years um, until our leaders, our CEO said, I want to be a strengths-based company. And that's when everything changed. Then everything started hitting And it was about that moment that I started realizing I'd work with our teams within marketing and lead facilitations. And then I'd go and help other groups. I was on a bunch of cross-functional teams, uh, whether it be to manage the MAX, which was a certain type of aircraft, or to manage uh, opening Hawaii. Um, They were all cross-functional. So I always made sure everybody had their strengths and would do the team grid with them. And one of the things I learned is that they all wanted to do it. And they all kept calling and And that's how it kind of moved. So it was a grassroots moment when it moved. But I realized after I'd worked with them on their strengths, I said, how do I know they're going to keep doing this? It's probably like with your book, The Idea Mindset. How do you know they're going to keep doing it? They've got a a actual book they can hold and they can talk through. So that's why I created the Strengths Journal. And I, I, I knew I was going to be going out on my own, but I had no idea when. And I was just, I said, I'm just going to start working on this. So about almost three years ago, I went to Gallup and said, can I create a strengths-based journal? Will you license me to do that? And they said, yes. And I told my leader about it. I told the people I work with, I said, I'm creating this journal. I don't know where this is going. So fast forward to 2020, um, COVID hits. And I'm thinking I was going to tell my leader in 2020 that I was probably going to leave in that year, but I didn't know when. Well, then when COVID hit and all the challenges and they needed people to take early retirement, early packages, I thought, well, here's my opportunity. So I was ready. And I think that's what I tell people when they're thinking about starting their own business or leaving corporate. There's a lot of things you need to do to kind of be ready. And part of it was I had been doing it for three years. I had been getting calls from people outside of Southwest to go help coach at my church or people that um, were formerly Southwest Airlines leaders that had left and gone to other companies and hire me to come in and do their facilitation. So I got to practice what I was going to be doing when it was time to leave. So when the opportunity came, I was like, this is it. It's here on a platter. I'm going to, I'm going to leave and I'm going to start my business and I've got money to start it with now. So it was, it was just a godsend. It was a blessing. Um, my boss was so surprised. I was like, why are you surprised? It's like, this is, what I've been, but I've been thinking about it for so long that by the time the opportunity came, I, w- I was so ready, and I had been pre- preparing myself. It's interesting. So you, you describe something along the way three years before you leave. Um, which yeah. I talk, when when I talked about 
that moment with my coaching clients, I talk about a post-it note moment, um, which comes from in my own past. There was a moment in a particular role where I decided I was leaving, but not I didn't know when and I didn't know where to, but I just decided that I was leaving. And I, I wrote a, on a post-it note to a colleague and I just put, I'm leaving, um, and put on the post-it note and put it on their desk. And they went, when, when are you going? And I said, I don't know. Um, but there's something in that moment of deciding that at some point the path is, is somewhere else. And that's, that's what you're talking about three years before you left. Yeah, absolutely. What was the trigger then? When, when at that moment, when you, you said, I don't know when, and I don't know quite how yet. And, and in, in reality, it's going to be three years down the line. But what's the trigger when you went, I know that this is my future beyond the role that I'm in today? I think it's when I started getting calls from people that I had coached within Southwest or led and they had gone to other companies. And they said, can you come help us? I thought, well, there's an opportunity here. And, um, and then when I had developed the, I was like, why hasn't anybody developed a daily planner around strengths to help them daily with this? Because I feel like everything you do daily contributes to where you're going. If you don't do the daily work, you're not going to get where you want to go. And that was my case. So I really built it for me originally because I thought if I'm going to make a change and I'm going to go on my, on my own, I've got to start working towards that now. And like you, I didn't know what that magic moment time was going to be, but I had it. It was just like a calling, an internal calling that I had to fulfill that hadn't been fulfilled yet. And 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 I, I really like that. The the idea that this is very instinctual, really, that that you didn't sit there one day and say, you know, I want to make loads of money from a book, which book am I going to write? You know, I want to make mm-hmm. you know, be super successful in my own business. What business is that going to be? You were doing things because they were right for you and they were interesting and you know, you you, you followed your nose to opportunities. I think that's 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 what you're describing really. Yes. And I think the other thing that happened was I remember telling one of my um, co-workers I was really close to and she was a vice president of another department because we were both kind of planning out, OK, when do we think this is going to be when we're going to leave? This was before COVID. And I, fe- I said, I feel like I need to tell my leader in in uh, February that I'm probably or in March that I'm probably going to leave in the end of the year. Well, who knew, who knew that in March we were going to have COVID and then who knew that all of a sudden my plan, I couldn't tell him because I needed all hands on decks for COVID. I had to get into that. And I thought, I can't leave now. This is, this is a very important time in the history of the company. I've got to help do what I can do to keep things going. And so at the time was was again I hadn't put a date on it other than maybe by the end of the year so it when this all happened and the opportunity we found out in July that they were going to offer packages for people cash packages for people to take early retirement I was like okay well I'll just do that and um, I didn't even have to think twice about it where some of my coworkers took it and it was a very hard decision very hard and some of them have gone back and some of them have you know have um stayed on, you know, started their own businesses. So I think you just know it, but the timing, things can come up and you just have to go with what's going on and say, okay, this is a, the right, the door is not quite open right now to have this conversation. So. And you're describing the journey that you've been on, you know, through, through many years, you know, to and fro in and out of, of Southwest and, and through these different times, 
the people that have known you for a long time, have they observed you changing over that time, do you think, in who you are? I, you know, my, my husband probably would because <laughs> he's been with me mm. through it all. And it's funny because the very first time um, I left, I actually, before I started in marketing in Nashville, I would just work for myself also doing some training. And I thought, and that came from the human, the HR area. And so at that time it was like, okay, um, this is something when I look back, I always have people do life maps where they draw the map of their life from birth to here now and look at the moments and where did they see that pattern? And that's the pattern that started emerging for me is, oh, I've kind of left and started my own business a couple of times. Um, and what I've learned from that is that I needed to use that time at Southwest to grow and learn. I wasn't quite ready yet. If I hadn't had all that experience in marketing, this would have been really hard to do to launch a business and launch a journal. And But I was able to, I call it my lab. I was able to learn while I was at work um, doing my normal day job. I was able to learn a lot and get myself focused, but I didn't have focus till after that moment of getting the strengths. Mm-hmm. And, and, and bring to life for the listeners, what is the Strengths Journal? And, and sure. you know. So let me grab mine right here. Oh, here it is. Um, so the Strengths Journal is a daily journal that I created where you actually, before you even start filling it, filling it out daily, you, you really kind of have to identify your 10 talents by taking the assessment and then really write in your mission, your core values and your goals. And it's all about what your mission is and, and really being able to find that. And I love how you're naming this podcast Unlocking. And it is really unlocking that unique talent in yourself and then applying it every day. So every day is intentional. So like this morning, you know, what is my desired you know, intention for today? What is the outcome for today and why? And I have to tell myself that every morning. And then I have three big action items for the day. And I p- apply my Clifton strengths to those. So that helps boost me to get each of those things done. And then I, I kind of talk about what you're grateful for, have fill in a sp- spot for what you're grateful for. And then what did you learn or what fear did you conquer? And this goes back to that confidence thing, because I learned we're not growing unless we're stepping in fear. And especially as an entrepreneur, I'm stepping in fear all the time. Of, oh, I'm going to try this now and we'll just get out there and learn. And and then within the journal every week is a, a quickly weekly review where you're reviewing what you did the week before and, and where, where you're going the next week. And then also reviewing your well-being, which is so important right now coming out of pandemic, uh, the mental, your mental health and managing um, the five areas of well-being that, that we know from Gallup, which are around, um, you know, community, physical, um, your um, community, physical, financial and learn your actual work, what you're doing at work, your career well-being, and then how you're feeling um, within your, I call it faith. It could be, um, people call it different things, but in the community. Mm-hmm. So I, you mm-hmm. kind of have to rate those every day um, and how, you, how you're managing your social. That's so important. We need six hours of social every day, whether it's this, like on a podcast where I'm talking to you. But I think during the COVID, people got in a habit of just being by themselves and on Netflix. And um, so I have them rate themselves every week on how they're doing with the well-being. So 
it's been fun. Um, I launched a, a boot camp a couple about four weeks ago, and we have people working on their mission statements right now. And it's been fun. I think my passion is really helping people birth their purpose and live it every day. And I think that's what happened to me. Once I found that purpose, um, then I was so energized and I felt clear about where I was spending my time and where I was going. And do you think that purpose crosses your corporate career and what you're doing now? Or do you think you discovered it at this point of transition? So I have high belief in my strengths and I think those are, you know, core values are unwavering. So I felt like I worked for a company that was mission-based and it was about getting people uh, the ability to go where they want to go at a, a low price with great customer service. And I think that building my business right now is purposeful as well, which is helping people birth their purpose and live it out every day. So I think I, I learned from that about, and I think I'm attracted to that. I'm attracted to something that's purposeful. And having gone on this whole journey, what have you learned about yourself, do you think? Wow. I think I see, I'm learning to see myself um, like a plant in a garden and that I have to get myself around the right environment to grow. And it's, and it's that proximity. It's putting myself in proximity with people that are ahead of me that can help me as well as people that encourage me as well as me working on myself and spending so much energy working on myself that I'm not, I don't have the energy to um, be, I guess, frustrated that things aren't a certain way they should be because I'm constantly thinking about working on myself and just really, how am I getting watered? How am I getting fed? How can I then feed others? And, you know, I'll take an airline uh, metaphor, but the auction mask, you know, I'm just, Let's put the auction mask on myself first so that it can serve all those people that I want to serve. And I think that's purposeful too. And, and People's really important for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think mm. I was raised in that human, human environment. Um, and it, it's, pretty, it's pretty powerful. And what advice would you give to other people who maybe today are in a similar situation to where you were a few years ago? I would say not to give up at all on themselves and to make sure that, and this is something that my husband, it's kind of like it's crossing over my personal life and my, my work life. But I realized we were in some uh, friendships with people that weren't the best for us. So learning to clear away those toxic environments that aren't good for you to grow in, it's the garden, you know, Again, the garden metaphor, but how to get yourself in a place where you can grow and learn constantly, but focus on who, what you're made to do and do more of that. And, you know, I think everybody needs a coach, which I'm so excited about the work you're doing, Gary, and how you're helping people with your book and how you're changing lives through that. And I think we can't do it alone. And I think at a point in my life, I thought, oh, I can do this and I don't need, I can just do it. And I, I learned that that I need people around me and people that I can lean on. So my best advice is to get your own advisory board. And this is what I recommend all the time to new entrepreneurs. It's people that are ahead of you that are experts in areas that you're not an expert in and ask them to be on your virtual advisory board and ask if it's okay if you call upon them, you know, once a quarter for advice. 
you don't pay them, but they're honored that you ask them and they're people you trust. And I think that is my best advice. That's the thing that's kept me going um, in these early days of starting my business. And again, I th- I'd like the people listening to to tune into the fact that what you're describing here is absolutely real for you. It's authentic for you. This is not you spinning a story because you think it's the right thing to say. It's it's this is the journey you've been on and 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 the life you lived. And and I think that's that makes it so powerful the things that you say and, and the advice you bring. Um, and I thank you for that. Um, sure. We are early in 2022. We are hopefully coming to the end of the, the worst phases of the global pandemic, although there's obviously other global instability going on right now, which is which is causing everybody to uh, question things that they thought were stable and, and maybe are less stable than they imagined. Um, but when you look ahead to the year of 2022 and you know what's to come, what are the things that that you're focusing on for for this year, and what are your what are your goals and objectives that you'd like to be achieving? That's a great question. Um, I like to use, and this is it kind of one of the things I've done in the past, and it really helps me get focused. But just focus on one word for the year. So this year, my word is abundance. And so if I'm thinking a word, if I'm thinking abundance, I'm not thinking about what can't be done. I'm thinking about what is going to be done and thinking into that every day. And it's putting myself in the garden of hope of like, oh, okay, that didn't work, but here's where we want to go. And so I, I really, this is year two of my business. And I always say, here we go. I don't know why I bring up garden all the time. I'm not that good of a gardener, but Usually it takes three years for a garden to set, right? So I always tell people when you're doing something new, wait till the third year. And then all of a sudden you start to see things start to bloom and and, and go uh, and set. And so I'm giving, this is kind of my transitional year this year of, we did a lot of testing and learning last year of things. And, and this year, just like we've been talking about with whether it's Clubhouse or LinkedIn Live or some of the tools we're using What's working? What's not working? What's stuck? What do we need to change? But my focus is um, to get, I have a, a evergreen class that I want to get launched at the end of the year. And I'm doing these boot camps in preparation for that. And then I work, I want to work with other corporate clients. So I have um, a half a dozen that I'm working with right now. And I just love it. Um, being able to help them come in and as they're going through these changes, I feel like I'm right back in the marketing department at Southwest helping the leaders um, where we were and what we were going through. So that's been exciting to see that's who I'm attracting right now. And so I just want to continue building um, those two areas of my business and, um, and, and mentoring along the way. We have also been giving a donation to Nomi Network, which is a um, international um, network for women that have been sex trafficked and help them get back into the workforce. And I'm passionate about helping them with that and helping these women get back in the workforce. So I'm always wanting to get back a little. And that's the area this year that we have chosen to get back in. That's amazing. And where can people find out more about you? So just come to DanaWilliamsCo.com is the easiest place, or they can find me on uh, LinkedIn or Instagram at Dana Williams Co. And I think those are the two easiest places uh, to find me right now, or three easiest places to find me right now. Dana, thank you so much so, for, for for coming on the sure. podcast and, and telling your story. It's been really, it's been really yeah. lovely. Um, thank you, Gary. Thank you. 
The unlock moment is that flash of remarkable clarity when you suddenly know the right path ahead. What Dana articulates so clearly is how a focus on who you are when you're at your absolute best every day is a route to a deeply fulfilling life. From senior and influential roles in the airlines industry with Southwest Airlines, she stepped away to follow her personal passion to help people through coaching and the Strengths Journal. Through her Dominate Your Day podcast and the sessions she hosts on Clubhouse and LinkedIn Live, her commitment to reaching out with her message to more people is ever-present. Dana, thank you so much for sharing your story on the Unlock Moment, and I'm sure you've inspired my listeners to go explore their strengths as they figure out their path ahead. This has been The Unlock Moment, a podcast with me, Dr. Gary Crotas. Thank you for listening in. You can find out more about how to figure out what you want and how to get it in my book, The Idea Mindset, available in physical book, ebook, and audiobook formats. Follow me on Instagram and subscribe to this podcast to get notified about future episodes. Join me again soon.